0: hey guys welcome back to another podcast episode here for you guys for your entertainment and obviously if you guys follow me on youtube i did get the pixel 3a uh i got the purplish one now i didn't get it as a gift from google that's okay Uh, i ordered it myself came in um did a light video on youtube i didn't give too much away on the video because i'm saving it for the review as I know that a lot of people are going to cover certain aspects of the device and I'm going to be covering something completely different from them to kind of give a different perspective. However, here on the podcast, I'm pretty much transparent with everybody. So I'm literally going to tell you guys exactly what I think so far with the Pixel 3a and some of the things that I noticed that people have been talking about, mainly it's comparison to the iPhone XR and the Galaxy S10e and OnePlus 6 and OnePlus 6T. Uh, One of the biggest things that people talk about is that it doesn't feel premium. It has no premium feel. And I don't know, maybe I have different hands. Maybe I was bitten by a retroactive spider like Spider-Man. And so my feelings in my hands are different. But when I hold the Pixel 3a, it feels exactly like the Pixel 3. It does not feel that cheap as everyone is branding it off to be. And um, I don't know, may- maybe people just want to bury this phone under so much because it is contending against the Galaxy S10e and the iPhone 10R devices that are not relatively cheap but are supposed to be budget options. And in my opinion, Google did it right for a budget option um, because when I use the Pixel 3A, it's no different from the Pixel 3. There are not a lot of differences. I made a video just right now, just got done doing the voiceover and I'm about to you know, com- complete editing it and uploading it to YouTube. But let me just say this, okay? Um, it misses several things that the Pixel 3 has, but these things do not ruin the experience of the Pixel 3a. One of the major things that we know that Pixel is branding itself off to be is obviously that it has pretty good cameras. And with the Pixel 3a being $400 less than the Pixel 3, still delivers the exact same photo image processing that the Pixel 3 has. Minus a few features like wide-angle selfie. You don't get that with the Pixel 3a. Now, if you absolutely have to cram 15 people behind you to take a selfie, then you're going to want to go with the Pixel 3. The Pixel 3a wouldn't be able to do that unless everyone pretty much flies in the V formation that ducks fly when they fly south for the winter. So it does take good selfies. I am putting together a video that is going to not only showcase the Pixel 3a, but a second video that will compare photos between the Pixel 3 and 3a and allow people to interact with that video by guessing which side of the video is of what phone. And this is gonna be interesting to see who can actually spot every photo that belongs to the 3A and every photo that belongs to the 3. But I like doing these things because it's to show people how similar the photos come out. And I think, and, and that's what Google was aiming for. They wanted a Pixel 3 budget option that stood for what Pixel stood for, which is number one above all, cameras. Now today, in my opinion, Cameras don't make a smartphone, but there are people today who are super photogenic that judge smartphones based on image processing and the types of photos that it takes. I understand that not everyone thinks like me. And so it's going to cater to a certain demographic. And for Google to strip down their Pixel 3 to get it down to a price point of $399 and still deliver you 98% 98% of what the Pixel 3 can do with photo taking and image processing. That is damn good in my book. Most companies would strip down their flagship and it would only go down by mm, a couple of hundred bucks. So it would still outright be expensive. Take the iPhone XS, right? $800, $900 phone. The iPhone XR, $749 phone. There's, yes, a $300 difference. And the pricing is just insane. Now, the Pixel 3 went for $799. The Pixel 3a goes for $399. Um, it's a much more lower point. Like, I can see this device literally being on prepaid carriers like Metro, um, Cricket, Boost Mobile just to name a few, I can see this device being sold through those those carriers and people buying them. As a matter of fact, with this device dropping, a few of my colleagues that I've never seen touch a Pixel device ended up with this phone. This phone is gaining popularity whether people like it or not. And I'm sorry to say to all the people out there who basically crapped all over this phone without ever holding it in their hands, but Google did something right for a change. And credit has to be given where credit is due. People complain about the build quality. It doesn't feel premium. I know a couple of phones that are like $150 more than the Pixel 3a that feel more premium in this. Look, premium phones don't make the user experience. You can have a glorified, shiny, glass and metal device that's going to give you a crap user experience. It's been done before, people. It's been done before. And because of that very reason, is the reason why I say that when it comes to smartphones, user experience matters above all. Which is why I'm shocked that the Pixel 3a feels exactly like my Pixel 3. And I can say that because I still own both phones. I can compare them side by side. I still have my Pixel 3. I'm now using the Pixel 3a. I am firmly happy with the Pixel 3a that I am knowing for a fact it's going to be my daily driver. What's going to happen to my Pixel 3? I'm going to give it to a family member who likes a Pixel but couldn't afford one. Now they're going to have one. And some may ask, why would you give the Pixel 3 and keep the 3a? I like the 3a. I like the fact that I don't have to worry about cracking uh, 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 the backing of it, which is made of glass. I don't care for wireless charging. I could get up and spend an extra millisecond plugging in a cable into the Type-C port on my 3A. I don't need to lay it down on a charging pad and watch it charge. I have not ever picked up the Pixel stand. It'd be nice to have one, but I'm not going to pick one up because I can charge my phone the old-fashioned way. I have power banks that I carry with me when I go out and about. But yet the Pixel 3a is actually supposed to have a longer lasting battery than the Pixel 3, even though there's a marginal difference, a very tiny marginal difference in battery capacity, as the Pixel 3a has a 6,000 hour battery. However, the screen displays are different. And so therefore, it's going to use less battery to process the display image. On top of that... um, With um, what do you call it? There was another thing to it too that would actually save battery on it. Yeah, well, brain farted. It went out of my head. But um, yeah, the Pixel Three A is is killing it right now. Some of you guys might disagree, and you can give me a thousand one reasons why it's not killing it. And hey, more power to you. I mean. I like the fact that we have diversity in in the Google and Android community. Some people will totally back the OnePlus 6T and say that the Google Pixel 3A can't touch it. And by all means, they're probably right. It can't touch it. In their mind, it can't it can't touch it. Because in their mind, they've already made it up in their mind that the 6T from OnePlus is going to dominate over the Pixel 3A no matter what. There are other people who are like I'm not going to trade up my iPhone 10R for the Pixel 3a. And by all means, stay on iOS and enjoy that ecosystem. That's you. Do you and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. The only thing that I frown upon with what Google's doing right now is that they are offering money for people who switch from an iPhone to the Pixel 3a. And Google, that is a big mistake because it almost seems like you're begging people to buy your phone. What you need to do is cater to the markets out there that have always mattered in my book. My friends review their their products and services, and that is prepaid companies. The Pixel 3a is available on Google Fi. That's where I got my device from. They should make it ready and available for Boost Mobile, Metro by T-Mobile, Verizon Prepaid, and Cricut Wireless. They should make it ready and available for those companies. And if you have it still at the same price of $399, there are people who are going to buy it. Hell, there were people who were willing to buy the LG Style of 4 at 250 bucks. So another $150, I'm pretty sure that would be like the tippy-tops that they would chase out of it. And that's like a good 60% of the prepaid customers. The other 40% have the money to go after the flagship devices like the iPhone XR, the Galaxy S10. They can go after those devices on Boost Mobile, Cricket, Metro by T-Mobile, and Verizon prepaid. So if they can go after those flagships, they can definitely drop four bills on a device that has almost everything that its flagship brother has minus a few key features. And again, what are the features that's missing from this device? I will gladly tell you guys right now before I end this podcast, it doesn't have dual front-facing selfie cams, so no wide-angle shot has a single selfie cam in the front. Polycarbonate body because there's no wireless charging. No IP certification for water resistance. And if you loved the animated live wallpapers that came with the Pixel 3, like the spinning earth globe that shows... The weather in regions of the globe. So, like, if it's raining over Texas, then on that wallpaper there will be thunder and rain clouds showing from the um, where the state of Texas is at, as if you're in outer space watching. And it's a live feed, so it's not like a like like a, a cartoonish drawing. It actually looks like you're in space looking at at the planet Earth. And I really like that wallpaper, but it is not available on the Pixel Three A. And I know live wallpapers do not increase the price of a smartphone, so I'm not sure why. Um, No dual front-facing stereo speakers. It says dual bottom-firing stereo speakers. However, when I covered the right side port, it muffled the sound. When I covered the left side speaker port, it did nothing. The sound was still the same. The audio was still at um, at the same volume. So I'm not sure if there's really two stereo speakers or maybe the earpiece is one stereo speaker and then there's one bottom firing speaker. That could possibly be it. Kind of like the Pixel 1 and how that was set up. Um, but all in all, it, it's still a great device. I'm going to do a full review on it in a few weeks. I'll give you guys the ins and outs. I am going to compare it to the Pixel, th- uh, Pixel 3 and I will have a comparison against the Moto G7. As I do have that device and I'm going to be dropping that review tomorrow. So stay tuned for that on my YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, Pixel 3a. People got to st- stop crapping on phones and really shut up and take the time to look and really evaluate it. Now, if it still comes out to be a bad option for you, then that's totally fine. But it is, it is a bit weird that people have automatically crapped all over this phone and they haven't even held it in their hands once. They hear partly com- uh, but yeah. Um, polycarbonate, I said parley. polycarbonate, they automatically assume bad. Some people just really, 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 really not actually like put their stamp on an opinion without actually holding the device. A, A speculating opinion is fine. We can always speculate. We can always assume. But when you go and you make a statement that you know for a fact that a certain phone is a certain way and you've never held it in your hands, You will come out looking dumb when you are proven by another person who actually holds the phone in their hand. So that's pretty much it for today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you guys did, uh, let me know. Give me some feedback. I appreciate you guys for checking out the podcast. 23% of my viewership on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that. Um, I've just been checking the stats. I know my podcast is very small. I don't have a lot of followers. And I hope that changes in the future as I continue to make content. But I will continue to make content even if I have zero plays and zero followers. So uh, it's all good. But I appreciate you guys coming through, stopping by, listening. And as always, Allah.